Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the second, ep- second episode for Everybody Doesn't Eat Everyone's Gumbo. This is your host, Dedrick T. Wilmer. Here, man, just wanted to rock out the, the, the perfect day, February the, se- February the second month, which is two, the 20th day in 2020. Today, we're going to talk about, man, last night, most recent, the Democratic presidential debate that was taking place in Las Vegas. We're going to talk about subject matter. We're going to talk about credit repair and how it affects the home buying process and under from an underwriter perspective. And also, too, we're going to talk, tap out at the end and talk about love versus loyalty. This is Dr. T. Wilmer. And again, you're listening. Everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo. Man, I want to just talk about, you know, last night, the debate with, you know, with, man, with, when just the candidates just went just straight ham uh, with each other last night. I mean, the matchups, I mean, from Elizabeth Warren, her traditional, you know, she has a plan, but she just starts swinging against Michael Bloomberg. And then, of course, Joe Biden, you know, which he chimed in and also, too, you had to. On the far end of the stage, you had the war between Kobashar and as well as Peter Buttigieg. And, and man, it was just just a, a lot of fireworks that taking place on the strip, man, last night. So just want to just give you some perspective from my perspective. And if anyone that don't know me personally, I don't. Yeah, I'm a registered Democrat, but I guess what? I'm not married to the Democratic Party. Um, I man, I've been supporting Republicans uh, since a teenager before I even voted. One of my favorite Republicans I could tell you all time was uh, Buddy Romer. Buddy Romer was the governor of Louisiana. And I could tell you, me and my mom, we went blow to blow uh, verbally because, you know, he he was one of the pioneer um, governors that brought about teacher accountability in education, Louisiana. And let me tell you something when he converted from Democrat to the Republican Party, but he was a reformer that has come on a day train, former governor of Louisiana. Louisiana always been the spearhead of not just conservatism, but an opportunity where their business can flourish, take care of good wages, but more thought about, thought about for all the people. And that comes from old principle values of Hewitt P. Long. If you understand Louisiana politics, um, very, very, very essential of making sure both business keep very moderate government regulation in the best areas like the like we have a very strong department of environmental quality because we again we are very petrochemical based like it is here in texas and one of the things that i can really stress the fact that louisiana politics is always strong we always get the bad rap because of you know corruption and all the rest of that stuff but that goes on everywhere we always know that but the debate let's talk about the debate you know let's talk about the field of candidates you know I like Joe Biden. I'm not going to put it out there. Joe Biden is a great candidate. I mean, he's serving the Obama administration as the number two as a VP. Very powerful. Didn't get in Obama's way. He was there. He was his voice, listening ear. 
but he allowed a man to be a man. He allowed the president to be the president. I mean, and the man had a great family man. This man had never put it by himself. He always represented mankind. Just like any other candidate, all of the candidates had their very positive attributes. But you're talking about somebody with an experience. Get that man an opportunity. Yes, I don't believe in, in socialism. I believe in capitalism. Capitalism is the way to go. I believe in moderate, moderate. Like I said again, moderate regulation. I believe our food, our water, things, the essentials in life. Yes, those things require regulation. Yes. But again, let commerce take care of itself. Let folks make their money. Also, too, you let folks make their money. Again, people said it's trickle-down economics. It's not trickle-down economics. The big up top make the money trickle down to the bottom. No, allow capitalism first. So, again, we can allow more individuals whom have been working in corporate America to go directly into small businesses and start their own corporations like i done. So, how I created and founded Gumbo Lending Group Corporation. Texas-based corporation, again, I always say, Louisiana, born and bred, but most important, Texas season and Georgia flourish. And so that is the what is the American way is to give an opportunity where more people can serve more markets, serve more people directly. And again, that's the greatest distribution of wealth is to allow for economic opportunity for entrepreneurship and build small businesses, which was discussed last night. A lot of candidates promoted that. Talk about that. Say, hey, we need to do more for the black community and this brown community and which is the Hispanic community. And man, let's take care of all communities. You know, I mean, don't give me lie. I'm a minority. I'm a man of color myself. But God, we have to give opportunity for all. We have to make sure everybody has a seat at the table, equal opportunity for all to serve and get a piece of the pie capitalism but the the talking about the redistribution of wealth and all the rest of those things yes when i was working a corporate i would love to make close to my ceo but man, i knew my space and my role i knew the way that i can at least get an opportunity to do what listen start your own business reinvest in yourself empower yourself inspire others now everyone is not going to be your customer everybody's not going to like you that's that's life but serve those who serve you well and that's one of the things that goes for universal health care. That goes for whatever. Because that's and that's I'm gonna talk about universal health care in a second. But for is the capitalism side, leave capitalism alone. Yes, can we make it better? Of course, there's nothing never perfect, but let's try to make that better. Let's talk about universal health care. The Obamacare, man, great initiative. The best thing that ever came out of the Affordable Care Act was for pre-existing conditions, leave that alone. Because guess what? There's a lot of people who want better to get coverages. I can't get coverage. I have pre-existing conditions that I've had in my life. Guess what? I want to better get coverage if it wasn't for the Affordable Care Act. But can you make it better? Yes, you can make it better. There's minutes, but guess what? You don't create a program where people can at least and have an opportunity to still go to their doctors if they want to participate in the private health insurance, let them be. But to create this one for all, one size fell approach, no, leave that alone. Trust me. Also, too, there's many other topics that we discuss. Regardless if you support President Trump, if you do, you don't. That's between your prerogative. But guess what? If you're going to be a Democratic candidate for president, we have to bring this nation together. We have to take care of Brown. 
We have to take care of minorities in this country. We have to take care of the working class, the middle class. And also, too, people always beat up the, the rich. Make sure they take care, too. Make sure they make sure you demand them to put the reinvestments into the communities. And when I mean the communities, I'm talking about to their employees. Put the investment into infrastructure. Put more offices. Encourage them to drive their businesses and make them be innovative in order to pump in more economic dollars into our communities. But tell them, hey, well, we wanted you to give all your money up. So, so no, no, use that money in reinvestment into our communities, all communities that serve. That's what is necessary to build this great country of America. Because guess what? There's a lot of highways and byways and airports and other areas that need to be re they need to be fixed. If you're going to tax them, make them tax them in order to reinvest and where give them an opportunity to say, hey, if you do this, you get the contracts, reinvest each other, make that money turn. Those are the essentials that is required that I ask for any of the candidates. If you're from Buttigieg to, to, Gold, to, to Bloomberg, from Bloomberg to Kobachar, Kobachar to, to, to Sanders, and Sanders to Biden. Make sure that you understand the values of middle-class America, upper-middle-class America, and never forget the sick and poor. But also to understand that if you make good money and you're rich and you're a billionaire, guess what? I love you to pieces because guess what? You are blessed and I'm glad you're successful. And man, hey, run it, floss it, do whatever. I don't hate you. If you want to help us out, help us out too. But dog it, I thank you and share your secrets and your opportunity for set. Because like what Bloomberg said last night, man, it is hard work. Yes, it is. Right now, it is 11.24, Central Standard Time. Guess what? I'm working. Working. That's what you got to do for hard work is work it. So, again, Democratic candidates, I say to you again, it, again, focus on that. Don't beat up on the rich. Don't beat up on the poor. Don't beat up middle class. Support all economic levels because all economic levels thrive. We need the poor out there, the poor who is poor. Guess what? That's not wrong. Who, who tell you if you're poor? How do you know if you're poor? Because somebody tell you poor. If you're happy, you got your mind, you got your body, you got your soul, you ain't no different from the man who lives in a 20-bedroom home who have a lot of money. Happiness has no dollar signs behind it, regardless. So again, there's no such thing poor. There's no such thing middle. Yes, there's labels, but there's no such thing. As long as you're enjoying loving life, that's the most important thing. So our Democratic candidates stop riding on these nonprofit organizations, special interest groups who drive your agenda. Your agenda should be about the people. Support all. Next topic I want to talk about is credit repair. Okay. This is a topic that I want to just make it loud and clear that Dedrick T. Wilmer and Gumbo Linda Group do not support. Make it clear. Put it out there. We don't, I don't support it. Now, is it some? There's some components of it that I say is maybe necessary for credit repair. Now, we all know it is almost impossible now for creditors to be to have something that's laid that's been is reported because most people do not mail their checks in the mail to pay bills. Most people pay it online. They go to directly 
to they do bill pay or they go directly to other venues in order to make their bills. So to say something that's late, that's a one-off thing, yes. Dispute it, challenge it, get it off your report. But if there's a situation where you're disputing every item that's derogatory just enough to get you get that credit score to boost up, no, you're doing the wrong way. But guess what? Because we as underwriters, we as mortgage companies, we know when there's something repair. Guess what? It's easy when we see a bunch of disputes. I've seen a report recently where it said the bankruptcy, a loan officer told a bard, hey, you could challenge, you could dispute a bankruptcy that's filed, public record. Like, really? So you tell me you're going to dispute the government? Come on now. Ooh, that's the, such of a name. So it happens. So why dispute? Why even go there? Why even do it? So, again, to improve your credit, but guess what's going to happen? I don't care if you're going to FHA mortgage, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, any agency deal. We're going to look at the credit report, and we're going to see those disputes. You can't even run through the engine. The engine is through automated underwriting systems, which is through Fannie Mae, through Long Prospector, which is LPA, and also to the DU, Desktop Underwriter. So when you use those systems whatsoever, we see some of the disputes, we got to say, hey, we don't know because the engine don't see those trade line items. They can't determine risk. They don't know how to look at it. So guess what's happened? We got to tell you to remove the items. And guess what they're going to do to your nice, beautiful 660 credit score? It's going to take that 660 down to probably a 570. DOA, if you try to go Fannie Freddie, FHA, who knows? It's based on your lender. Certain lenders have certain overlays. I mean, you know, I don't have any overlays. You know, I mean, to my investors that I work with, we go with the FHA guidelines. But, hey, you know, that's not necessarily going to grant you an approval, but it's going to get you to have a conversation to be looked at to be considered for a mortgage loan application. So, again, why best spend all that money, make a lot of folks a lot of money, for, for what? Just to put some disputes, write some letters, go online to say, hey, I'm disputing this item. And could guess what's going to happen? If you don't understand the Fair Credit Reporting Act, that it gives 30 days for a creditor to respond back, does not mean that once it goes off, they cannot re-report or respond. So they guess what happens if they re-report and then guess what's going to happen? It's going to drop your scores down if you re-pull your credit again. So when people say, well, I don't want my credit report. Yeah, they tell you that, the folks who repair your credit, tell you you cannot, please do not report your credit. But guess what's going to happen? The item's still going to come up if we do a refresh report or anything comes up, anything that's removed. So don't try to do it. Trust me. It doesn't help. If you want to repair your credit, the best way to repair your credit is do what? Pay your bills on time. That's how you repair your credit. Pay it on time. Easy. Simple. Make it simple. Easy. Pay it on time. Pay it on time and build a rhythm, a cadence. Be consistent with it. That's going to improve your credit. That's how you repair it. You got those collections. Pay those collections off. Get them off. Make sure they stop reporting. If they're going to continue to report, leave them alone. It is what it is. But if they're going to stop reporting, pay them off. Pay them in full. Also, if you got credit cards, pay those balances down to 
Sometimes some credit cards you can pay to zero. Pay the 90%, but if you get down to zero, don't close the accounts. Keep them active. You never know you may need that emergency cash. Show the way you're building some type of history. And all these things I'm talking about, I'm not saying these are actually accurate truths. And there's some myths. Sometimes there's some, this is the trends that we see on how to improve your credit. But also, too, most important, like I see a lot of individuals who have student loans that have some late and previous derogatory items on there. Hey, get those items consolidated. You get them consolidated, the Fed's going to stop reporting. Okay, so that is another essential item that you can do is allow them to not keep reporting. And once they stop reporting, that negative data goes away. Most time, people say seven years. That's when the trade line usually drops off. But the data reporting is 24 month cycle. So long as you cycle out that 24 month cycle, guess what it's going to do? It's going to beef up your credit scores whatsoever. And then you bring us some good new credit in that's going to beef it up as well. So, again. I'm not hating on or stop or discouraging you or telling you that credit repair is a bad thing whatsoever. I just don't support it, okay? It doesn't do much great. Now, there's rumors on the street that I'm hearing that there's individuals that are doing credit removal and they're doing all this other stuff. Man, I mean, that's on between you, your conscious, your maker, whatsoever. I don't support it. I just run away from it. But if you want to engage in it, trust me. There's an opportunity that what goes in the dark will always come to the light. So if you want to repair your credit, again, pay your bills on time. If you in credit repair, you try to go to the process for, for, a mortgage, for a mortgage transaction, first thing I want you to do, number one, stop the dispute, dispute letters. Stop it. Just stop the press. That's the first thing. Second thing I want you to do is to go back and remove the disputes. Remove all of them. Leave them all of them alone. Bring them back. Bring them back to life. Take them all away. So once you take off, off all the dispute items, guess that's what's going to do. That's going to give us a real score to determine, okay, what is the true real credit score for you as a home, home buyer, as a bar with us? Once we determine that, once we get that all gelled in together whatsoever, then we can run the analysis that's there so it can see every trade line. And then if there's an opportunity, we need to approve a score or whatever. Any most of your financial institutions have in a relationship with the credit bureaus that give you opportunity to do a rapper score. And what that is, is, is an opportunity where is that that the lender have to absorb the cost and then they'll turn around and, and uh, update your credit score directly through Experian. TransUnion and Equifax. Those are three repositories. And they will give you the opportunity to increase your scores. It's not a guaranteed method. Still probability. It may not have to go up. It may stay the same. It may go down. But it's an opportunity that, hey, there's a likelihood there may be a 96 or 97 or 98 or 99% chance that it could go up to a specific score. So once they hit that specific score, then you may achieve uh, loan approval or better rate or better pricing or anything else that may go into your favor, especially when a lot of lenders out there, they have overlays. OK, so that is one of the essentials that I share with everyone to say, hey, consider, consider going that process. So 
one of the dynamics of home buying, and I said this from an unright perspective for many years, is to make it clean. Take care of all this stuff before you go out and start looking for a house. One of the biggest things that pet peeves I get all the time is when folks come to me and say, Dedrick, you know, I got a buyer. They're going to look for a house today. Can you approve them? Yeah, it's cool. They have the 660 plus credit score. They have, you know, 10% in the bank. You know, they cover down payment plus closing costs in the bank, relaxing, you know, season up well, source, everything else. And DTI, very moderate. Okay, slammed up. But come to me when there's adversity, there are issues, there are concerns, that puts a lot of anxiety to you as a home buyer, as a, a potential home buyer. It does. It really does. Because again, you got to give it time to make sure all this stuff done. Now, there's people out there that tell you go dispute, you know, bankruptcy, excuse me. There's people out there that tell you, oh man, you go pay this, pay this, pay that, you can get whatever. It's like, why? It's not the right time. Take care of those items, be proactive. Cure those items before you start jumping in and going out entertaining realtors, entertaining builders, entertaining these guys and, and trying to make it that you're ready. You're not ready. So to make yourself ready is to do what? Take care of the hard work early so when you go get your contract, there's no anxiety when you try to think if you're going to be approved or not. Make it easy for yourself. And I'm telling you, you make it easy for yourself, it makes life a whole lot easier for all. The next topic we're going to talk about is love versus loyalty. As we talk about love and loyalty, and love and loyalty in life is, <laughs> I always say this, that which one do you want? Do you want love or you want loyalty? And does love and loyalty goes hand in hand? I think it does. But at the beginning of a relationship or try to maintain a relationship or if you're dating or getting to know someone or if you say, hey, this is somebody I want a part of my everyday life, what do you want first, fall in love? Are you on loyalty? And, you know, I, my opinion, I say, give me the loyalty first and love comes second. Because I think that love, loyalty is a cement for what? For love. In order to make concrete, you have to have cement. So love is cemented by love. Excuse me. Love is cemented, excuse me, by loyalty. Excuse me. So, Loyalty helps you to go through the adversities because there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be misunderstandings because guess what people do now when they get mad and upset each other? Guess what? They pull out the phone and use a text message. I'm like, what in the world is that? Pick up the phone and call somebody. Talk to somebody. Come to an understanding. Come to a consensus. Have a real adult conversation to talk about what is your concern? Because a lot of time it's what? Misunderstanding, imminent wealth. People getting disagreement with money and what? Misunderstanding. I call it M&M. Okay? So, again, the loyalty is what people need. Is that, hey, regardless of what the situation is, I got your back. Where the situation arrives, it's going to be okay. 
What have you gone through? It's going to be all right. What it is, it's, it's everything going to be fine. That is the insurance. And assurance is insurance of what people want to know on what is the separation of life. Separation of life is what? Loyalty and disloyal. If you loyal and you stick by that person's side, everything is right. But guess what? You never feel safe and secure if you know the loyalty is not there. It goes back to, and I'm going biblical right now. It's going back to First, first Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 9. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not boastful. It's not proudful or proudful. It does not demand its own way. And it keeps no record of wrong. How can you be loyal if you sit there with a scorecard and you keep record of wrong? Like I use this metaphorically, you got coaches, you got cheerleaders, and you got fans. Have you seen a fan get, get fired? They may get kicked out of the game, beating somebody up. They may be banned, but guess what? they home watching TV at the sports bar. Have you heard a cheerleader get fired? Yeah, they may not make the cut, but guess what? It's not because of, 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 of a performance. It may be because somebody just beat them out the spot. But coaches get fired because they not perform. Form, and they get fired when they still loyal to the team. But you never seen a coach walk away from the field, say, forget this, lost the game, and walk out to the out the dugout into the clubhouse, walk out the basketball court into the, to the locker room, or left the field <laughs> and went into the locker room in the middle of the game. They ended to the end. It's called loyalty. Just like love. With love and loyalty, it's the secret sauce for true success in any relationship if it's dealing with professional relationships if it's dealing with intimate relationships especially intimate relationships that's all we ask for. that's all i ask for. that's all anybody asks for are you there with me if you're with me or you for me if you're with me if you're not for me you're not with me I need you for me. I need you with me. And those are the essentials that I think is the cornerstone that how relationships can be preserved. It's making sure that loyalty is part of love. As we close here on the second episode, in addition for everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo. This is Deirdre T. Wilmer. I'm going to give you all, all my compliance stuff. MLS 1854397. And personal 926037. Want to get out the way for the compliance end. But again, I want to thank everyone who's supporting Gumbo Linda Group Corporation. If you need to reach us, we can be reached anytime 713 396 2995. Again, personal self after hours, before and after hours, 281 636 3638. We service the state of Texas from, I don't care, from Houston to Dallas, San Antonio to Austin. To Lubbock to the Panhandle, all of the Panhandle, to West Texas, El Paso, down south to Corpus in the Valley, and straight out of East Texas and the Golden Triangle with the PAT, Beaumont, and Orange, Texas. We service all. We thank you. Much love to you. And again, peace, joy, love, and happiness.